I wanted to avoid the issue of race. As writing in America, I, it was a sensitive issue, it's still a sensitive issue, and I didn't, I didn't want to make enemies by talking about racism. And when I gave my manuscript to my African friends to go through it and give me feedback, they all said, this does not describe our experience. If you do not talk about race, you're not talking about what we are going through, what we are dealing with as we try to be Christians, as we try to be missionaries in the West. Now, of course, race is an issue. It's, it's, and it still is an issue. There are still many people who, who still believe that an African has nothing to give. The Africans place in any conversation is to sit down and listen and learn from a Westerner. Uh, many still think that Western is best. I, I, I joke about this, but this is true. In, in Malawi, we talk about, say, a chicken, right? A hybrid chicken that looks bigger, probably healthier. Will, will be called a Western chicken. Kuku <laughs> yachizungu. A word that you probably know. And, and, and the, the smaller chicken will be the African chicken, the native chicken. And, of course, we bring some of that into our understanding of Christianity. That even, even though you have Africans who rent space in your church on a Sunday morning, on a Sunday afternoon, you still don't think that they bring something that will be valuable to your congregation. It's common. I, I worked with a, a church in, in, in Minneapolis, Minnesota, Next door to our church was a Ghanaian church, quite vibrant. And this is a this is this was a I was I was working with a white American church. Our church sent nurses to Ghana quite often, like almost every three months we were sending a group of nurses to go and work in Ghana. Next door to our church was a Ghanaian church that we probably didn't even recognize that it was there. And yet we are sending missionaries to Ghana. The Ghanaians that are right in our neighborhood don't exist. Now, so race is an issue with, with everything that comes with it. White supremacy, Western supremacy and everything. We still live with that. It's still, it's still the experience of many. I, I, to be honest with you, I have not met an African Christian leader in the West who has told me this has never bothered him. 100%. Every, every African leader I've spoken to, and I've done this for 16 years, every one of them says, we have to deal with the issue of race. It's big. 
It's important. We have to deal with it. Now, the other issue that, that, that I think we need to think about as we try to engage Africans in the West is the fact that they bring an African form of Christianity. And I, I, th I think I'd be right when I say that an African form of Christianity will be, for lack of a better word, charismatic, in that the spirit plays a very critical role, a very central role in, in our Christianity. I'm not saying it's Pentecostal, it may be, but, but very enthusiastic. Maybe that's a, that's a more neutral word. It would be very enthusiastic. We love to sing, we love to dance, we love, we love, we love. Now, this should not surprise you. It should not surprise Western Christians. Why? Because we have received the gospel. We have let it interact with our culture. And our culture is generally sort of spirit-centered. So we've received the gospel, we've received Christianity, we've, let, we've, we've, we've interpreted it with our lenses. And what comes out has to have an active spirit in it. I, I, I've read reports from, actually from CMS work in, in Nigeria around 1880s where Nigerians would come to the missionaries and say, we have been able to read the Bible now and we find the spirit everywhere. Why have you been hiding the spirit from us? Okay? So, yes, it will come back, it will come back different. It will have an African flavor to it. That doesn't mean that it's against your Christianity. It doesn't mean that it's something that you should fight against. It's just a different form of Christianity. And probably when these Christianities begin to talk to one another, we begin to understand God better. So theological differences and difference of any kind is not necessarily a threat. Probably it's an, uh, it's an invitation for us to begin to hear each other's voices, and in doing so, we begin to see a better, bigger image of God. All right? So I'm, I'm trying to, to redeem African Christianity here. Because for most Westerners, when you just think that African Christianity, you think it's Pentecostal. And when you think it's Pentecostal, it, it becomes something else that, that people would raise up barriers against. Yes, of course, I mean, there's nothing perfect. But maybe, actually, it is when we begin to talk to one another that we realize that what we think are differences that should separate us are much, much less than the things that should unite us. So, theological differences. 
maybe it's an invitation that we talk to one another more, that we engage one another more. Cultural differences, and, and this is also an, an, an issue. In my, my, my journey of working in the West 16 years now, I, some of the cultural issues that I've struggled with have been really, you know, as an African, I think this way, I expect this, and my Western friends expect me or expected something different, and we don't really get to understand and manage our expectations, and we go separate ways. Uh, things like hospitality, which is, which is quite big in African culture, that you make space for, for the stranger. Uh, when, when we talk about Ubuntu, which is the African philosophy that says, I am because we are, I am because I belong. Part of what's critical about Ubuntu is the fact that it makes space for the stranger in, in a way that the stranger really becomes just as important as the host in any conversation. When, when the stranger's personhood, the stranger's humanity makes the host the host. If, if the stranger is, if, if the stranger's personhood, humanity is diminished, it diminishes the personhood of the host. So you need one another in order to belong, right? You, you need one another in order to be. Now, that, that means the host from a, from a host's position, from a powerful position, has to make space for the stranger to fully be, to fully be who they are. When that doesn't happen, both sides, both the host and the stranger, will starve. Alienation doesn't, doesn't help anybody. Now, and, and, and this plays into, say, when, when we let Africans use our church spaces and things of that sort. Or when we have Africans in our churches. Two big issues, hospitality. How do they feel about belonging in this community, right? Do they have a voice? Do they have an identity? Or are they still, I, 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 I taught for somebody at, at a college in London recently, and it really felt like, basically, it's we, when, when, when the missionaries went to Africa, the missionaries taught the Africans in Africa. Now that doesn't really look so good anymore. So you get the Africans and bring them here and teach them here. It's not like the Africans can have a voice or can, they're here just, just to learn still. And, and that doesn't work. 
So do they have a voice? Can, can, do they belong? Are they, are they equally valuable in this congregation as, as, as your white members? So hospitality, quite important. Hospitality makes the stranger really be somebody. It, it humanizes the stranger. That's the best word. Now, for Africans, spirituality is quite critical. They have to be able to express their faith in ways that make sense to them and their culture. And, and that will often be things like exuberant worship, uh, the shouting of hallelujah when somebody's preaching, disturbs. And, and, and now, when they cannot express their spirituality in ways that make sense to them, in ways actually that make space for them to fully be themselves, they, they will come to your church in the morning and they will go somewhere else to fill up in the afternoon. And that's common, that they will belong to two congregations. They go to the Anglican church in the morning, just, just to take up that they've been to church. But they know that they will go to their fellowship in the afternoon, where they will now be spiritually filled. And, and maybe that's something we need to think about. If, if really this diversity in, in, the, in, in the church, in the body of Christ, this diversity that we see right at the beginning of the church in Acts 2, this, if, if really this diversity is something that probably could be God's gift to the church today, and, and, and maybe God's gift to the Western church, God's gift to British Christianity, which doesn't seem to be growing as much as the rest of the world. Maybe God is the blessed reflex. Maybe God is bringing these people to invigorate Western Christianity. I, I joke around, I say, Henry Morton Stanley called the continent of Africa the dark continent. Right, and that's been a label that's just being recently dropped, and now we begin to talk about something different. But yes, it was the dark continent. It was a continent that, you know, beyond the coast, you didn't really know what's happening inside. And that's, I think, what he meant by the dark continent. But maybe it, in that darkness, in that dark continent, God is drawing out a light now to take to places the people who sent their missionaries, as God is taking Christians back from those countries too. <coughs> to, in, to, to, to invigorate, to encourage, to strengthen. Now this means that really at the end of the day, we have to work together. It means, especially for the host, it means going out of your way to create space 
for the other to thrive. It means, an African speaking, it means shifting your furniture around so that the, 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 the stranger, the visitor, has space. Because, of course, you both need one another. And if you don't work together, you both starve. Are we together? This thing that's happening, this bringing in of Christians from around the world, which, as I said earlier, is a fruit of your work, should be something that makes you proud in a good sense, that God has honored our work. God has made our, our, our work fruitful. And so, when they come here, they're not coming here to take over. They're not coming here to... Of, of course, there's a problem because for many, as I talk to many African leaders, in the African church leaders in the West, when they talk about mission, they think mission as in 1800, colonial mission. So that's a conversation that we need to have, that they begin to think about mission differently. But they are at least trying to be good Christians. And so, can we work together? Can we engage one another? Can we, can we drop the barriers and begin to seek God together as to what he wants us to do together. The re-evangelization of Europe will need all Christians living in Europe working together. We, 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 need, we, need, to, we need to move away from thinking that the British church is responsible for British people in Britain and so the African church will convert the other Africans. Let's work together. At least it gives a better picture to the world. Talk about racial reconciliation. All right, let me stop there. Let me take one or two questions. I have two minutes, so. You have a question? Yes. I know you didn't mean this, but I feel like a stranger at this moment because I have a problem with the lens in my left-hand lens in my glasses. I've been to two opticians. Neither of them could help me. And I'm not going home until next Thursday. So I feel like a stranger at the moment.
Okay. Let me take the other one so I can. Yes. One, one more question. Just a quick one. Um, we are, uh, we're blessed to have uh, a great group of African people in our vineyard church in Reading. Um, but I'm really conscious that um, a, a lot of them um, are uh, traveling quite frequently back home. Mm -hmm. Maybe they're sending money back home. Mm -hmm. There's a real sense in which they are um, travelers. Yes. Um, and uh, it's very, very hard to work out how um, we can uh, engage them fully so that they really feel fully part and fully contributing to the church, given that 75% uh, of their mind is probably still thinking back home. I just wonder if you have any advice on that. Yeah, let, let, let's have a conversation after this. But that's part of the issues that we deal with when we talk about mission with African Christians in Britain, for instance. They are, they are living in, in two countries at the same time. And, and just the, we have to talk about mission with them in ways that help them begin to understand that they are missionaries. Their presence in Britain is a missionary presence. So that when we talk about resident aliens, that they are resident here and, and that their mission is here even though they are aliens. So yeah, we, we, we are having that conversation with African church leaders. Thank you. All right, thanks. Thank you very much, Harvey, thank you.